0: This special edition of Rob has a podcast is uh, brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join us at dcuniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans or catch up on favorites like Krypton Season 1 starting May 31st. Jump into new episodes of Swamp Thing dropping weekly and follow Abby Arcane as she investigates what seems to be a deadly swamp-born virus in a small town in Louisiana and soon discovers that the swamp holds mystical and terrifying secrets. You can also get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles added to an already impressive comic library. That includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman and the original Superman movie. If the animated films are more useful your- Sign up now because Reign of Superman and Justice League versus the Fatal Five are now available. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices, so if you were thinking about it before, now is definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sesternino here. And I'm very excited to bring in my co-host for this podcast. Originally, we planned to call it Tuesdays with T-Bird, but we didn't want to get locked in to only doing it on a Tuesday. So I've got a brand new name for this podcast. We're calling it Talking with T-Bird. Here is the great T-Bird Cooper. T-Bird, how are you?
1: Hey Rob, I'm good. How are you? This is fun. I'm I'm looking so forward to this.
0: Okay. Talking with T Bird, what do you think of that name? I like it. Okay.
1: It's fine. Right. It doesn't it doesn't Lock us into any particular day. That means we can do it just whenever we want.
0: Whenever we, whenever we want. And just to give you the backstory here, a long time ago that I had contacted, we were I was on a podcast with T Bird, and we got a hold of Terry Deets, and I said, "This is so fun." We did a special podcast with Terry Deets. Uh, T Bird tracked him down, and uh, we should do this with more people. And T Bird said, "Give me a list. Give me a list of your favorite people that you want to contact who you can't find, and I will track them down like dog the." bounty hunter
1: that's <laughs> right
0: yeah uh, <laughs> right. i'm not sure if he's still around he might be dog. canceled rob,
1: i'm gonna track him down like a bird dog
0: bird dog <laughs> yes and so uh bird dog cooper went ahead and tracked down today's guest one of my favorite survivor players we're gonna check in with helen glover from survivor thailand great work t-bird
1: thank you rob okay really fun. Great talking
0: to her. Yeah, and hopefully we could do this with more people. Uh, also, T Bird is calling in on the phone. We have a microphone for T Bird. We haven't been able to uh, work through uh, T Bird's uh, tech support, but we're going to get that working. Also, yeah,
1: we'll for another
0: that. podcast, for another yeah. podcast. not today, yeah. not today. Okay, not but today. but uh, and, uh, as long as we we can hear you, great T Bird. Yep, and I've got again, I've got my
1: little podcast bell. I've got my eight ball here if we need to ask it any questions. I've got my large water and, of course, my bowl of popcorn. So I'm ready to get this thing going.
0: Okay. Uh, T-Bird, real, real quick, uh, the, what was your feeling on the Survivor finale?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I was uh, uh, I was a little <laughs> bit conflicted because I, it got to the point where there were so many idols, Rob. It, it got was, too like, crazy. You know, idols like, coming out everywhere. <laughs> And so I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. It's too much. And then from there, they showed the premiere. I mean, the, um, so what's going to be for S39 and they're calling it Island of the Idols. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, stop.
0: Yeah. But I said, think that's a play on words. Idols. I think it's a play on words that Rob and Sandra are idols of the game.
1: Right. Well, again, when I saw Island of the Idols and the Idols and the Idols, so, you know, I was happy, you know, I was I. Devin was who I picked to win from the start. Rick Devons, yeah. But, but, and he did awesome. He did amazing. Um, Great guy. But Chris, you know, I know unfortunately a lot lot of people aren't giving Chris, you know, his kudos for winning, but. It's not Chris's fault. That's just the way the game played out. Mm -hmm. And he worked with what he had to work with. And he did an amazing job. I thought he he played brilliantly to take it to the end.
0: Okay. All right. We're going to get to Helen in just one moment. But first, uh, let me uh, go ahead and thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends, T-Bird, over at Joy Bird Furniture. T-Bird, do you have furniture that brings you joy? Yes. Okay. Know, it's a nice feeling, right? Or if you don't, are you uh, missing a couch or a chair that says, this is my home? Everybody wants a haven, a place that's uniquely you. And Joybird empowers you to create the furniture and space that brings you joy. Joybird is going to help you get a one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your unique taste. Uh, turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. Want a sofa in a quiet blue or indigo, love seat in the hottest red, an inviting coral or even bubblegum pink. If you can dream it, Joybird can make it a reality. Joybird offers a range of kit and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. Quality, handcrafted furniture with a limited lifetime warranty included. Uh, Nicole and I have the Elliot chair from Joybird Furniture, which uh, they sent us out to try and we love it T-Bird yeah Did you get the hot pink? No, no. Uh, ours is like a uh, a space gray. Uh, it's very, it's very nice. And uh, we watch TV. It's a perfect size. And, it, and you could go ahead and take the party outside with their unique outdoor collection too. Three hundred sixty five day home trial. Skip the furniture store. Bring the showroom home. You could sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. Whoa! If you don't love your Joybird, you could return it for a full. Refund. They've got hassle-free in-home delivery, free returns within two weeks of delivery as well. So go ahead and see how Joybird can help you design your dream space. Find your joy today at joybird.com/slash rob. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com/slash rob. Go to joybird.com/slash rob and get an exclusive offer of twenty-five percent off your first order at joybird.com/slash rob with the promo code rob.
1: Hey, Rob, I got a question. Are you saying Joy Bird, B-I-R-D, Joy Bird? Yes,
0: joy, like, like T-Bird, like T-Bird, Joy Bird.
1: Oh, that makes it easy. All right, let me ask you something. Is your Elliot chair a big <laughs> enough chair for Nicole, Dominic, Anthony, and Rob,
0: Yes, it is, but I don't want that. They can go to bed. They can go to bed, and let me just let me just uh, uh, watch watch TV with Nicole.
1: So what's a chair, an overstuffed chair that two people can sit in?
0: All right, T-Bird, let's go ahead and uh, bring on the first person uh, that we're going to talk to on the uh, proper talking with T-Bird. This is somebody that is one of my favorites, who I got to meet uh, way back when. Of course, uh, she is, uh, in my mind, uh, one of the legends of the game. And it's a travesty that they have not brought her back yet. Please welcome from Survivor Thailand, the great Helen Glover. Helen, how are you?
2: Great, Rob. It's good to be with you and thank you for that. I feel very honored.
0: Yes. Well, uh, we are honored that we're able to have you here today and uh, very lucky that uh, T-Bird was able to help track you down and and get you here today.
2: Well, I'm, I'm honored. I'm pleased and I'm excited to talk about the game.
0: Yes. Okay. All right.
2: Hey, Helen. Good to hear your voice, Hey, T-Bird. Good to hear your voice, too. Okay. We're going to have so
1: much fun, so many questions. Can't wait to get your opinion on so many things. Find out what you've been
2: doing.
0: Yeah. Helen, uh, let's get the update. How have you been?
2: Oh, I'm great. I am absolutely great. I finally retired. um, Well, retired from working daily for a paycheck, but I'm certainly not retired. I just got in from running five miles. I'm getting in shape for uh, doing the Camino in Spain in September. I'm going to be doing that with my daughter, mother-daughter thing to do. We're going to walk the uh, Santiago de Compostela. I spent the winter in Hawaii. I travel as much as I can. So, yeah, I'm loving life.
0: What is the Camino?
2: Um, it's one of the m- most ancient pilgrimages in the Christian world. Uh, it is believed to be the final resting place of St. James the Apostle, hence uh, Santiago, which is St. James in Spanish. And it's, um, gosh, I think it's over a thousand years old. People, you might, uh, it, it might sort of jog your memory if you've seen people with a, a scallop shell around their neck. They mm-hmm. start in France. They go over the Pyrenees Mountains, and they go across northern Spain to, all the way across northern Spain to the final resting place of Santiago, which is in the city of Compostela. And uh, it's it's just an ancient spiritual walk that I've been dying to do probably for the last 40 years. And, you know, life gets in the way, and jobs get in the way, and I finally have a chance to do it. So, by God, I'm going to do it.
0: Uh, Well, uh, that is fantastic to hear and uh, very excited for you that you're going to go and uh, get to do that. And and then uh, what kind of stuff do you do in
2: Hawaii? Oh, my goodness. I run, I hike, I swim, I love life. Hawaii, that's where I was born. Um, That's where I've uh, had family members for a number of years. And it's just, it's a paradise on earth. It really is. I, I love it. I love every bit of it. The The food is fantastic. The people are great. The, the weather is perfect every day. I mean, there's just nothing not to like. And it beats being in Rhode Island for the winter now that I'm a little bit older.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Now-
1: All right. So, Helen, so, Helen, you just mentioned that you're obviously in amazing shape. So, I really want to point out, I hope you're okay with this. When you played the game, it's been a little while back. You were, oh, yeah. I think, like, forty-seven. You are forty-seven.
2: I was forty-seven so, then, sixty-four now. And
1: then now, it sounds like. Do the math. Are you about sixty-four now? Yep, just turned <laughs> yep, last it. month. Okay, so sixty-four, and look how active you still are, Helen. I mean, that is awesome and amazing. I mean, your occupation. I think they told us uh, back in the day you were a Navy swim instructor.
2: So. I imagine you're still swimming. Yep. I've always been active. I've always been physically fit. It was it's just been part of the you know, the person that I am. I just was an active little kid that grew into an active adult and you know, that's that's just my lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Helen, what got you into Survivor in the first place?
2: Um, almost on a dare. I wouldn't say a bet, but Ever since Richard Hatch, who just lives down the street, um, ever since he won, that was like I, I would sit there and watch this with my daughter. It was, a, if you remember, it was sort of like one of those summer replacement shows when it first came on. Mm-hmm. And his his grandparents went to our church, and so my daughter said, "Mom, the Hatch's grandson is on this new show. You've got to watch it with me." So from the minute from the absolute very first episode that I watched, I sat there and said, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I would have done this differently. I wouldn't have done that. I would have said this, you know, I would have voted him off her off. And so I was hooked from the very minute. So I would constantly talk about wanting to be on the show. And so that was season one. So for the next three seasons you know i talked about wanting to be on and so my husband went online printed out the application came home one day put it on the table and said there put your money where your mouth is yeah <laughs> so I, wow. I i filled it out never thinking i would mil- in a million years be chosen but
0: mm-hmm. yeah and was yeah. it just that first time that you applied and you got through one and done. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's yep. kind of unusual too. So Jim, way to go, Jim, for
2: the encouragement, right? <laughs> he didn't that's think I was gonna get picked either, that's for sure. Yes. And then he told me I'd be the first one voted off because of my mouth. So that wasn't true either.
0: Yeah. Little did he know he would uh one day be yeah. out there eating tarantulas.
2: Exactly. Yeah, kinda kind of uh, you know. Kind of a good for him for that one, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So did you have any hesitation about going out there and being a a part of this whole experience?
2: Well, no, because I didn't think they would pick me. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. I just did. I just know. I mean, I think 65,000 people applied for my season alone. And so I thought, you know, what are the odds? I can't seem to win a scratch off ticket on the lottery, you know? So you know, I didn't figure in a million years I would be selected. But when I was, then I then I kind of you know, then I kind of stepped back and, and thought, uh oh, uh um, <laughs> oh, can I can I do this? And so there was a there was a little bit of self doubt until I actually got out there. And this is not, believe me, truthfully, this is not a reflection on anybody that I was on the game with. But I looked around at everybody that was in my season, and I realized, like I guess both of you probably did as well, that they're no better or worse than you are. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of do you have the will. It's the mental will. Do you have the will to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I'm super competitive. Super competitive.
0: (laughs) Do, have you kept up with the show in uh, all these many years uh, since uh, we all played,
2: Rob? I can tell you, hand on my Bible, I have never missed one episode. Wow, never. Okay. <laughs> Do Hi, I get you know, was Bob. that ding for me? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's impressive.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, never. That's real impressive. So, Rob, let me ask. Let me ask Helen. So since you watched every single season, what yep. player do you? What player do you most relate to? Which one do you think reminds you the most of yourself?
2: Hmm, Stephanie. On oh, God! Oh God! Stephanie from wow, several seasons ago. Um,
0: Stephanie from Palau.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 And she played a second time too.
0: Yeah, she's played three times.
2: Has it been three? Gosh, yeah. three? How now come some she, people play she, three and four? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she wasn't there that long the third time. But uh, yeah, yeah, three three times for for Stephanie. And, and so, Helen, that you uh, would uh, like to uh, go back at some point.
2: Oh, Is that I, fair you know, to say? I definitely would, only to prove to people that just because you've gotten older doesn't necessarily mean that you're down and out, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: Hey Rob. hey, Rob, I got this one. I got this one.
0: Yeah, oh, so T-Bird okay. with the ding.
1: <laughs> absolutely. So, so, Helen, if I'm right about this, tell me if I am. The only person that has played a second time from Survivor Thailand your season was Shean on All-Star. Yes. Is that correct? Absol-
2: absolutely. Yep. Yep. Okay.
1: Well, all right. So, with that being said, would you like to see the winner of your season, which, of course,
2: we know is Brian Heideck, Would you like to see him play again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know why he has not been asked. Brian changed the game and they never talk about that. Brian was, even though he stabbed me in the back, (laughs) um, uh, we've, we've come to terms with that, but, um, he was the first one to realize that you need to take the most unlikable person with you. And and again, Clay Clay and I have have also, you know, we're good friends. We're yeah. very good friends. But in our season, Clay was not helpful around camp. He was not necessarily um good to get along with in camp. Um and Brian realized that Clay had made enough enemies that he could take him and he could win with clay by his side. And I really don't think in other seasons that had clearly been defined. Yeah. And I think Brian really changed the game with that. And I, I don't, I just don't know why he gets ignored by CBS.
0: You make a, a really great point. I, I think that Brian was also very instrumental in being the first person to have, you know, these multiple deals with, with people where yes. Brian had Side a deal deals. with you and a deal yep. and a deal yep. with Ted and, and a deal yep. with, with Clay and, and nobody, you know, was able to sort of, uh, you know, check their, their stories. And I think that's sort of then a lot of other people like uh, Boston Rob would go on to right? be able to uh, do this. As well, but I think that Brian is the the first person to be able to you know uh, really advance what Richard was able to do.
2: Exactly, and Brian played yeah. a very calculated game too. Brian was uh, was able to separate his how can I how can I say that he, he was able to separate his heart and his head. Um, most people get out there and they form relationships with people, and that. That influences the way they play. Um, it certainly did with me, and I and I've seen it every single season. You, you see, some people are just not able to to cut loose people that they know they should. And mm-hmm. Brian Brian was really, I mean, he was very clear with his interviews off camera, you know, away from us, that he was out there on a business trip and it was strictly business. And he was able to he was able to do that. So I thought that was you know kudos to him for that.
0: So you talked about Clay not necessarily being uh, well-liked by the other players during the game. Was Brian well-liked by the other players?
2: I assumed he was. That was the mistake that that I made. I thought that he was very well-liked. He was very good in challenges for our tribe. Um, he certainly pulled us you know along when he, when we needed him to. He was also very, very good at working around camp. So those are the things in my book. I mean you had to have somebody around camp that was useful. otherwise you know that, that gets irritating quickly. Um, and he was. Now I didn't realize that he didn't really hit it off that well with the people on the other, Tribe, the mm-hmm. Sukhjay tribe. Yeah. Um. So that was something I didn't notice. Had I noticed that in time, I might have been able to to switch up the game. But I don't know. I just uh, they either they must not have let me know that. So
1: Helen, let me ask you this.
2: So the vote was,
1: I believe, Clay had three to Brian's four to win the yes. game, and yes. the vote for Brian were I think Jake and Ted and you and Jan. If yes. you Would you have given him your vote to win
2: or would you have given it to Clay? Uh, No, I definitely would have thought about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can't see. I cannot see even if I did this again, switching that vote only because, like I said, my my way of playing the game was who contributed around camp and, you know, who just was that that person that I had more of a relationship with. And even though I thought Brian and I had this air packed, you know, airtight deal that we were going to go as far as we possibly could and let the jury sort it out. And I was fine with that. If the jury would have told me, you know, no, it's not you. It's Brian. I would have been okay with that because I felt he earned his way there and I earned my way there. Um, And, and Clay just in, in my book, he just didn't, um, you know, I, I love the guy now. He and yeah. I get along great, and and we probably have a lot more in common out of the game than Brian and I did. But uh, he's a great guy, great family man, great husband, great father. But <laughs> in the game, Clay basically, you know, Clay was there to be waited on. <laughs> um, you know, Clay didn't really care. You know, he he really was was quite um, cruel to Jake. When Jake, you know, that when Jake was being voted off, I didn't think there was any need to rub anybody's face in in it, you know, but uh, but he had quite a a blow up with Jake and and it wasn't necessary. So, you know, those are the kind of things that just, you know, kind of rub you the wrong way.
1: And Helen, your confessional was priceless um, after you were (laughs) voted out. It was priceless, and and for those that don't remember it, it was. he said, "the three, the three of you that are left, break a leg." And I and mean I mean it, yeah. Unfortunately, that's Classic. the true Helen right there. <laughs> Classic Helen. Classic Helen. That was great. So
2: yeah, Helen. I uh, <laughs> I hid my true personality for quite a while out there because uh, I I don't I, you know I I don't suffer fools lightly.
0: Yeah. No, I, and that's what was always uh, great about you—your uh, reactions to uh, <laughs> all the people that you were dealing with on the island. Uh, very, <laughs> always very fun to watch, Helen.
1: <laughs> Thank yes, you. <laughs> and Helen, since we're, we're remembering some of your classic quotes. I believe you said, "If you if you had a gun, yes. you would have shot her and then shot myself." And that I oh, think yes. would
2: <laughs> yeah. off the crazy Dan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, and, and you know, and it, Jan is just the sweetest person you'd ever want to meet. But but you cannot rely on her to get you someplace. So, right? You guys were you in know. the
0: boat, and yes. you guys had had gotten lost. Was it? Because the water was so was very far away in your it season. Was far
2: away, and she assured me beyond a shadow of a doubt she knew exactly where it was. Yeah. So I thought, okay, fine. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, She didn't know where it was, and then when we got there, she told me she was not able – those huge five-gallon containers that we had to fill with water Mm – were I mean w- yeah. when at this point
0: Yeah, Helen, you could know, you just set this up because I'm not sure that everybody, you know, uh has a uh, you know, remembers uh this setup and I, I totally forgot until we started talking about it. So, in your season, uh one one of the ideas that they had. They didn't have a well right in the camp like uh, no. these survivors do now. That you had a a rowboat and you had to row the boat to go get where the the water was, right?
2: Okay, this was old school survivor. Yes. This was they did not give us food. We had no food. We had no fishing lines or any ability to get food. So it was it was pretty much starvation city. And so I had I was I was obsessed with making sure that we had water to drink. But the water was, yeah, you're right, Rob, it was nowhere close. The boat we had I don't know what in the world that material was, but if you ask me, it was cement. Mm-hmm. That thing was the heaviest, heaviest boat that would leak like a sieve. So you <laughs> had to constantly, like, you had to get the water out of the boat as you're trying to row the boat. And and the it was no joke where the water was. The water was a good two miles from camp. Yeah. So you had to row over. You had to take these two five gallon containers over with you. And then you had to, once you got there, then it was a trek in to fill them up. And then you had, which was no big deal to carry the empty container in, but it was a huge, big deal to carry it back out again. Because at that point, that five gallon container started weighing more than I did. Yeah. So I went in with the one and I'm trying to carry it back. And I'm not kidding. I was so weak from not having food that I'm trying to carry this back out. And it was literally pick it up, carry maybe 10 steps, put it down, try to keep from passing out, repeat. So I get back out with the container. Jan's floating in the water, having a nice (laughs) old time. And I said, okay, okay, your turn. And she looks at me and she goes, Oh, I can't carry that. <laughs> and, and I said, I said what? I, I can't carry that. It's too heavy. I can't do that." I was like, "You've got to be freaking kidding that's me!" A great impersonation, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's help. good. Why? Thank you. I wanted to pick up the ore and beat her to death right then and there, but <laughs> you know, I, but we needed to fill that other container of water, so I, so I went back. Fill the container's water. And right. so yes, by the by the time I got back and the producers pulled me aside immediately, I was about as mad as a wet hen. <laughs>
1: well, Helen, I don't want to I don't want to start anything here, but I've got to ask you this. Did you say that you that that Jan said she knew how to get to the water source or that you knew how to get to the water source?
2: She knew how to get to the water source. That's what she said. She said she she remembered.
1: Okay. I did have the opportunity to talk to Miss Jan. And she clearly stated, because I asked her twice. She said, no, Helen said she knew exactly how to get there. (laughs) Helen said she knew. And what happened was, as soon as we, of course, we didn't get there, we got lost. But she said, I was exhausted from rowing. So, as soon as we finally pulled up, she said, I just laid back. You told her, just lay down. You know, you've
2: got this. You'll take care of this. The first one. Yeah. You rest. I'll take care of the the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. Again, Jan's a sweetheart. I love her to death. But, no. That is, no. She also doesn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) She also doesn't remember me trying to get her to flip on Brian at the last minute. But, uh, yeah, she clearly doesn't remember that either. But, um, (laughs) Uh, no, the, re- the reason I took <laughs> she wasn't Jan drinking, along, was she? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> the reason I took Jen along was because she said she knew where the water source was. Yeah, i I was there. I was adamant. I I did not. I said. I said, look, I don't mind rowing. I can row. And Brian kept saying, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And I said, "I said, yeah. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind rowing. I just am not." real clear where the water source was and Jan says, Oh I know. I said, Oh, okay. And he kept saying, Are you sure about that? I don't I don't think she I said, I said, well she said she you know this was probably about two weeks in. So I wasn't willing to sell Jan short like everybody else. You know, they they were calling her like Granny Janny and I Mm -hmm. asked her one time, I, I said, Jan, you don't have grandchildren, do you? And she said, no. So I told them, I said, don't call her granny, Janie. And, you know, there was just, I don't know. I just felt like she was kind of being bullied a little bit. So, so, yeah, when they were trying to tell me that she had no idea where the water was, I'm sticking up for her, right? Yeah, she does. She said she did. I'll take her at her word. I, yeah, so, yeah, Jan doesn't have a real clear yeah. memory from, from minute to <laughs> minute. but.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Helen, I'll tell you this. Jan did say Helen really should have won our season. She's Aww. very clear on that, by the way. You, you may or may not know that. But she said, Hel- Helen really should have won our season. So let me ask so you So some all.
0: things she's not confused yeah. about.
1: Yeah, well, she's very intelligent right. there, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> right. Then she was thinking clearly. All right, so let yes. me ask you this. You are a Navy swim instructor. Jan, I know you guys were really, really great buddies out there. Jim, I think, was a, was a first grade teacher. Yes. Now, this is what I want to know. I hear that Jan is an amazing swimmer.
3: She is so, between,
2: amazing. Between
1: the two of y'all, between the two of y'all, with you being the Navy swim instructor and her being a swimmer, who would you say is the better swimmer? Uh,
2: okay. If if we were equal in age, I would definitely say Jan was the better swimmer. Oh. But Jan has got about, I think she's got six years on me so at the time, yeah, she's, she's a great swimmer. Um, and you don't, you, you don't lose the ability to uh, the mechanics of the stroke. So the mechanics of the stroke, if you're a good swimmer, the mechanics are always there. What you do lose with age is muscle. And right. in, so at that time, at age 47 and 53, she was, if, if we had been challenged to a head to head, I, pretty confident I would have beat her. But remember, I was six years younger. And that's a big six years between 47 and 53. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty confident I would have, you know, because that was my daily job. I wasn't a swim instructor. I was a water survivor instructor, water survival. I taught much more than swimming was one thing I taught. I taught water survival with Navy SEALs. So we did nothing all day long, but work out. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot more strength. So I think I probably in a head to head probably would have, would have beat her, but younger days, I don't know. She, if if she was my age and we went head to head, I don't know. I think that that would have been a good race because she's an excellent swimmer. Rob, here's a little tidbit. Helen might know this. I did not know this,
1: that Jan almost, Went to the Olympic trials. She she
3: did. No,
0: I didn't to, know that.
1: She did go to the nationals. She did yes. not make it to the Olympic trials, but she was saying at her age, like Helen said at the time. You know, Helen's forty-seven, Jan, fifty-three. She said they kept her because she was such a good swimmer and she was good at puzzles. And so, Helen, you know what's interesting to think? You know, here Clay is forty-six, makes it to the end. Jan. Um, 53 makes it to the end. You make it to the end at 47. That's that's pretty impressive.
2: Oh, I think so. I think so. I don't know know if CBS was – Jeff Probst has been on record as saying that our season was one of his least uh, favorite seasons. (laughs) And I think it was because a lot of us were older, and Jeff would uh, try to out certain things at Tribal Council – and instead of playing, you know, big brother in the jungle, like it's kind of become now, we would basically shut him down.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: hey, man, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to ruin my game here? You know, we weren't we weren't uh, we weren't forthcoming with the information that he wanted a lot of times. And I think that's I think that's why I, I in fact, thank God it didn't end up on TV. But there were a couple of times that uh, I basically yelled at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know. I, I don't think he, I, I know, I know I wasn't one of his favorite players.
1: <laughs> Probably for pros, I think the voting kind of got like Borneo, where it got kind of highly predictable with one tribe kind of now the others, which of course yeah. is what happened in Africa. But then they, they did the, the tribe swap. But it looks like that was what was happening with you guys in Thailand. So Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That all the young people were, were were taken out of the game. So, you know, I'm sure that was kind of probably messed up to approach this plans for how they yes. wanted it maybe
0: to play out. <laughs> right. Because uh, basically yeah. the the way that it worked out was that uh, it turned out that uh, that most of the young people ended up being on Sukjai and really only yes. Tanya was the, you know, the, the sole young person that was uh, with you guys on Chewy Gone. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now refresh my memory, Helen. Was, was it a, was it a, a, a pick em in to start the season?
2: Yes. Um, it was interesting because they went along the lines of where we were that played heavily into our season. It was, we were in Thailand. It was an Asian culture that reveres older people. right? And so they picked out Jake and Jan as the two oldest members and then let them pick who they wanted to be with them. And so that was, uh, yeah, I don't know that they've ever done that since. Right, I thought that was unique. Yeah, and it's coming back to
0: me now because that I remember because I went to go play in my season that I had watched the the first uh, about five or six episodes of, of your season, but you guys came out and you guys were separated by gender, where the men yes. were all in one boat and the women were in another boat, and I, and then my season ended up being that that those were the tribes, the the men versus the women, and I remember that it was like a fake out where did you think that it was going to be the women versus the men?
2: I was terrified that that's what it was going to be. What it was, was we were in a very Muslim area of Thailand. And I think they wanted to be respectful of the culture where they were. And that's why they had us in groups of men and women only. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark Burnett had actually asked me, Um, he had come to, uh, he came to each one individually before the game started. I don't know if he did that with the other seasons or not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, he came one night to, to my little hut that I was in and he told me that we were going to be, you know, marching in a, you know, a men tribe and a women tribe. Um, and I said, oh, is, is that how, the game's going to be. And he just looked at me, you know how he can just look at you with that sly smile. And he says, he says, why would that, uh, would that be something that you're interested in? And, and I looked at him, I said, Oh God, no, not unless I can be on the man, the male tribe. Mm -hmm. I've (laughs) always worked. I've always worked in male dominated fields. I get along much better with men. I don't know. That's just, I was a tomboy growing up and that's just the way I am. And so I thought, oh, my God, if I'm on an all-female tribe, I won't last. I yeah. will not last. They'll get rid of me first vote. And I was terrified that's what it was going to be. But luckily it wasn't. Huh. <laughs> luckily for me, it wasn't.
1: And, Helen, I can believe you were the only woman to win immunity challenge during the whole season. Is that right?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think gosh, that's pretty I impressive right there. Yeah. Yeah, but that was only on a knowledge. That was a, the one of the ones where you know it had to be what you knew, and that that's something I I am horrible at puzzles. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I can do physically. I will I will die trying, but I'm terrible at puzzles. Um, but luckily, the one the immunity I won was your knowledge of the you know the area and and things things related to Thailand and geographically where does Thailand sit and you know on the map and that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. that's what I won, yeah
0: Helen, do you feel like that uh the the show was unhappy with the uh draft that Jan had in terms of uh picking out the the people that were gonna be on the tribes, and that was one of the reasons why they uh n- didn't really love the season as much
2: no i i I don't know that's an interesting question rob i don't I don't think it had anything to do with the way the tribes were were chosen or set up um, because if you look at it, it made perfect sense the way Jake picked his tribe. Jake picked the young hard bodies thinking that that's going to, you know, that's going to be what's going to, what's going to get him through. And Jan um, went more for, you know, she took brute strength with Ted. She said she chose me because we had, Several days out there where they were telling us, you know, which plants were edible, which plants were poisonous, which, and of course I'm like, you know, coming from the background I did with the, with the Navy, I mean, I was all about absorb every bit of information, ask every single question, you know, remember, retain, you know, every bit of knowledge that I possibly could. And and apparently she was watching me, which mm-hmm. is very observant on on her part. And she said that's why she took me, because she noticed that I was, you know, looking at every single leaf and asking every question. And so, yeah, I I don't know. And another thing that was interesting, too, with y'all's season,
1: Helen was, uh, I think there was a camp that had advantages, and then there was a camp that had disadvantages. So Jan, I guess, picked the camp that had the cave so that her tribe wouldn't have to do anything about with shelter, where Jake picked the one with the closest water source and they actually had to come up with shelter. Were you glad to have the cave so you didn't have to do it, or would you have rather been
2: closest to the water source? No, absolutely. We were much better off with the cave, much, much better off with the cave, and we didn't even have an inkling about that until the game actually started because I I don't think anybody that ever plays Survivor for the very first time has any clue what they're getting into as far as the day-to-day struggle Mm
0: -hmm. that it
2: is you know just you know most of us are so used to having food at our fingertips and a soft pillow under our head at night and the ability to shower off and get clean and and be able to change your clothing and put on clean clothing and clean socks and wash your hair and all of that stuff you know And, and after one or two nights out there you all of a sudden you get you get taken down to a level that that most of us have never been taken to so um, the fact that we had the cave, although let me tell you, the cave also retained heat, so it was like sleeping in an oven every night. But-
3: oh,
2: oh yes, in a bad way. Oh. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. It would be
2: about 120 during the day and cool off to a balmy 110 at night with intense humidity.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um just to go back to the boat in terms of uh, the water source being far away that you guys uh, would manage it with the boat until then, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys lost the boat, right?
2: Mm-hmm. yeah these guys didn't <laughs> lose the boat <laughs> yeah. no uh,
0: how, did, how Brian, did that happen?
2: Brian Ted and Clay brought said they brought the boat <laughs> up and you got to bring the boat all the way up. You can't let half of it sit in the water because there it's tidal. So when a you know a tide rises, the boat's gone. Right. So I remember saying, and, and you know, Clay and I, it, we were like oil and water out there. Like I said, we get along great now, but out there, um, I just you know I said, Clay, did you bring the boat up? Yeah, I brought the boat up. Okay. Did did you tie the <laughs> boat up? I tied the boat up. I said, um, okay. Um, Now, I should have gone down and double-checked at that point, but I didn't because this was a daily occurrence. Make sure the boat is up. Make sure it's up far enough. One time, it wasn't up far enough. The water came up, and the darn thing filled with sand. Now, this thing was, like I told you, it's heavy as lead to begin with. Then it filled with sand, so we literally had to dig the boat out, empty the sand out of the boat before we could use the boat. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, we go, we go the next morning and oops, there's no boat. It's gone. The tide took it.
1: Yeah. I had heard that y'all had sunk one or two boats. I was curious, did they, production, bring you another boat or did you have to actually find, figure it out?
2: No, they did not bring us another boat and production kept asking us if we were going to go look for the boat. I was so irritated at that (laughs) point that, that I thought. Screw that. That boat, first of all, the boat is heavy as lead. You can barely, barely move the thing. It would take every single person to try and drag that thing out of the water up far enough onto the shore to the, you know, so we could use it the next day. Then it started leaking. And you remember one of the things, one of the reward challenges we won was an afternoon with guys from the Thai Red Berets. That's like the Green Berets. That is their special forces. These guys are no joke. First of all, they told us because they said, what do you need? These guys are here to do whatever you need. Okay. We need two things. We need food. We have no food. We need food and we need help with filling the holes in this boat because this boat is like trying to, trying to row a sieve. It would continually fill up with water. It was, it was getting to the point where it was useless anyway. So half the day we spent with them trying to find food, which they couldn't because everything they would point to, oh, that's a that's a mango tree, and that's a this kind of tree, and that's a this kind of tree. Okay. Yeah, the problem is it's not in season. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's lovely. Great. So in other words, that's a no-go. And then the rest of the day, they helped fill the holes in the boat, but it didn't, it just didn't matter. The boat was, it was a terrible boat. So when we lost the boat, I could have cared less about going to find that boat. I could swim. Brian could swim. So Brian and I swam the two miles to get water every other day. Wow. He and I were the only ones capable of doing it. I took Ted with me once. um, But that was not something I wanted to repeat because (laughs) Ted would swim on his back or like doggy paddle. So what would take Brian and I maybe uh, maybe 20 to 30 minutes to swim one way to get water with Ted. It took me like an hour to get there because he was, I mean, he's a nice guy, but he was just incredibly slow in the water. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So Helen, I was thinking you might have been, been the one kind of the pioneer of instead of Johnny Fair play on, on this because. I was told, because I was doing a little research before our conversation today, and I was told by by a couple of people that they were really kind of feeling sad for you out there, feeling kind of bad for you. Something about that you kept mentioning that you were going to miss your anniversary date with Jim while you were out there. So a couple of the gals made you a very beautiful floral thing for your hair because they felt like, you know, they were trying to pick up your spirits that you were going to miss your anniversary. And then they said, this one girl said, yeah. And then she said, I've noticed through the years when I see her Facebook, it looks like their anniversary is not anywhere during the filming of when we were out there filming. So I don't yes know if you were no. doing the sympathy, the anniversary yeah. sympathy thing, like
2: fair play no, between no. the grandmother. <laughs> No, okay, no, 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 no. Are-
0: let, let, let her answer deeper.
2: I have two right, anniversaries. So well. My husband my husband and I got married by Justice of the Peace secretly on February 24th, 1982. Because I needed surgery on my knee from a skiing accident and I had no insurance. Mm-hmm. But if we got married, his insurance would immediately pick me up with a pre-existing condition and I could have my surgery paid for. We had invitations. (laughs) We had invitations mailed out and an entire church wedding planned for June 13th, 1982. So we did not tell anyone that we got married by a JP. And we went ahead and we had the church wedding, which is the one that I've always considered was my I'm I'm a religious person, and that was my wedding was June 13th. And that wasn't just a wedding anniversary when I was on Survivor. That was my 20th wedding anniversary on Survivor. And at that point, Jim and I had never been separated. So yeah. uh, that was okay. that was a big deal so, for me. That was a big deal.
1: So, Helen, this is a fantastic story because, you know, what you're saying is absolutely right, clearly. You know, you got married just as the piece in February. 24th yeah but you are filming out there during i guess when you actually are celebrating it so i guess they just happen to see that i don't know i guess maybe you show it now for february your anniversary february but that's why this she was so confused um about making you the the floral headband and everything what a great story (laughs) (laughs) well
2: if if people want to really look at if people want to really stalk me on facebook they'll notice that i post june 13th also I I post both of them. The only reason why we in February, we were in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So we, we, you know, yeah, we go out to dinner and we celebrate in Hawaii and we put it up as part of Hawaii (laughs) pictures, but we also celebrate June 13th. I mean, we celebrate, why not? I mean, you know, we celebrate both.
0: Helen, I, I want to ask you about one of the other big moments on uh, your season, where there was the uh, fake merge, where you yes. guys got together, and then uh, of course, you know, uh, Shean is the one that gets caught up on uh, right. merge. I didn't say merge. You uh, never yeah. assume. Uh, yeah. Did did anybody have any sort of inkling in terms of what was really uh, going on that you guys never got new buffs, and uh, Shean is uh, you know trying to. Uh, Uh, you know, uh, flip over to uh, work with Chewy gone, potentially?
2: Um, I, I never assumed we were one tribe because usually, like you said, Rob, they'll give you the new buff. You, you, the whole big deal of make your new tribal flag. What are you going to call yourself? And none of that was happening. I, I did not assume it was a merge. I knew we were all living together, on the one island, and I thought that could be kind of dangerous. But as long as Sheen was coming over to us, right? I figured. I figured. Well, hell, that's fine. That's great. That's more numbers for us. But you know, I, I don't think any. I don't think any of our tribe members ever did that. As far as going over and trying to, you know, make inroads with with uh, Sukchai, I think we were pretty pretty sure. But like you said, that's a a big danger on Survivor is assuming something, because the minute you do that, it usually comes back to bite you. Um, But yeah, I I don't think anybody else assumed we were merging. I think that was a fatal mistake on she part, and she paid for it. Mm -hmm.
1: I'll never forget the expression on she face when they realized they weren't. I mean, I remember that even now. That was classic.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Because she was, she was not happy with her tribe. And so she, that was the other thing, a big mistake on her part, whether we would have merged or not. uh, She came over there and just 100% jumped in with our tribe as if she had been adopted, you know, and it was, it was clear to them as well as clear to us that she wanted to be on our tribe, not with them. So that was, that was a really big mistake all the way around.
1: But Helen, Rob, I was, Rob, I was just going to say, but for Helen, she and probably that play was probably what got her cast on the All-Star season. That one classic move, do you think? I mean, she, that was one of those memorable moments.
2: Uh, well, okay. I, I don't I mean, know Do I think? I, I mean,
1: because when you think back of the cast that they put on for All-Stars, she and was one of them. And the only one from your season, was there, you know, a lot of other things that you noticed that really stood out to
2: have her own own All-Stars? Uh, no. No, I I think it was clearly demographics.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I I have to say that uh, I was uh, very surprised when uh, that if I was going to have a uh, representative uh, there from Thailand before I went out there for the All Stars, I I had a binder of all the people that I was potentially going to see, and uh, you know I wanted to look at everybody's uh, bio to do my research, and I I certainly had T Bird was in that book, but Helen, I I was uh, pretty convinced that you were going to be somebody that I saw there. Not that I was there Um, for long to see anybody.
2: Well, a couple other people were convinced that I was going to be there. Um, Alicia. Even, (laughs) I had seen her at one of the Survivor finales. It might have been uh, Amazon. And she came up to me and said, Hey, you and I, Alliance, we don't have to speak again. And I thought, ooh, cool, I could play with her very well. Um That's and what she I thought was, too. Yeah. She was convinced. And uh I think Lex, Lex told me he was convinced I was going to be there. There were a number of people that were that were shocked when they didn't see me there. So which was, you know, that's always it's always nice to hear, you know. Well, yeah, were you contacted, Helen? Absolutely. I, I had everything I had gone through the uh all of the physicals again i had to mail off like blood samples and uh doctor's reports i was there i was in the mix up until a week before yeah i oh, was cut wow. a week be- and again demographics they already had kathy and kathy was strong female Late forties, mm-hmm. so i I think they went with Kathy. I think they said nope, we we've already got that block checked, so we don't have we don't have somebody who's Asian and to have a show that was filmed in Thailand and not take somebody that was Asian. I think they I think they were just going for trying to get the most diverse group, maybe not necessarily uh, people that earned their way there. I mean and, and again, that, that's I'm not saying anything against Shehan. But Chien didn't even make the jury on on season five. So I I thought, you know, I really thought that was a little odd that, that she got picked, but...
1: So Rob, how was it playing with
2: Shan out there? Uh, I, I wouldn't know. I didn't. I didn't get
0: to, <laughs> to be out there long <laughs> enough to play with with She-Ann. Um But okay. H- Helen, do you know the answer to this question? Was Was Brian in the mix for the All Stars? Because he I feel was like, not. Because the story that 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 uh, you know I heard at the time was, oh, Brian told them, hey, I need you need to give me you know a million dollars up front or some like. Uh, amount he he said his demands were too high to get to to go back on the all-stars
2: um if that happened i wasn't aware of it there were three people from thailand that were contacted as far as i know and that was me clay and shian interesting and clay and i had talked we were convinced that since shian had never even made the jury that she most likely was not going to be going yeah um but so we we kind of thought it was between he and i um and then and then lo and behold, it was she in but i i i would, i wouldn't put i wouldn't put it past Brian to make a demand like that, but <laughs> i'm pretty sure he wasn't contacted,
0: yeah uh, I think that I, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But yeah. but who but yeah. who who, know, who knows uh for sure. Uh one of the other big moments in the season uh there was the famous attack zone challenge. Uh, were were you concerned about Clay when Rob With 2B's uh was going to try to uh choke him during one of those challenges? No.
2: <laughs> the, were you no. jealous
0: of Rob With 2B's in that moment? <laughs>
2: Was I secretly hoping he would choke him out? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't really know Rob Zabotnik that well because I never got a chance to play with him uh, other than, you know, seeing him across the way on challenges. Um, but I didn't think, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I didn't think anybody was going to do anything that was that was that serious. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I I really didn't. I mean, I, I guess I maybe I should have thought about that, but I don't. know. I, yeah, he kind. Of, I I remember that clearly. I remember Jeff <laughs> Jeff like losing it. Like, hey, no, 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 you can't. Do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
2: I remember just I just laughing because I don't think it was any kind of. Yeah, I think he was kind of more like like doing like a like a football hold on him rather than an actual like trying mm-hmm. to cave in his larynx or anything, you know? Right. Yeah,
0: But that was a famous challenge in that so many yeah. of the Sukjai members uh, were disqualified from yeah. this <laughs> challenge that <laughs> rarely so, yeah. has ever happened uh, like that ever, ever again.
2: <laughs> well, now, though, I have seen them on some of these challenges where they do get physical. And that was that was one of those clear violations. They kept telling us absolutely not. No, you're not to get physical and so I thought, oh, okay, well, that's know, uh, yeah, that's interesting. That now they've kind of changed the rules on that one too. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Helen, what did you think about jumping over to the Edge of Extinction theme? You know, I don't even have to ask you; would you have grabbed the torch and jumped back in because I think oh, I know you're that know you well to know oh, exactly yeah. what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. What did you think about that? Considering you know, way back in the day when we played old school, right, Rob? You know, we didn't have the idols. We didn't have all this kind of different gameplay. How did you feel
2: about the edge of extinction theme? Um, I thought that I thought it was great. I was really wishing that that had been on my season because I would have been able to at least try to you know try to get back in the game. What I that being said, I don't know that they thought it out clearly because those people that were on the edge of extinction we saw very little of, we saw very little of what, what, I mean, it was almost like, like, um, it was like a shadow camp. You know, if they're going to do that, I think they really need to give us a little bit more insight as to what goes on there daily, because I felt quite frankly, I felt sorry for Chris. I thought he came back and against all odds. He was one of my favorites in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I really liked him, and I was really glad to see him. Now, of course, that being said, I love Rick Devins, too. But a lot of people that I know, that I keep in touch with, that are huge Survivor fans, were not happy with Chris winning. Right. And it's because they didn't get to form a relationship with him. Now, the viewers, uh, we all know this, the viewers form relationships with the people they're watching. And Chris was at a major disadvantage because he was voted off third. Yeah. So they, they didn't really see him. And then to them, now they've got this huge connection with Rick Devins. And then they see Chris come back in and be a master game player with very little time left. I mean, this guy was brilliant. And they're saying, well, oh, it should have been Rick Devins. Well, I'm thinking, oh, only because... You saw Rick Devens more. You formed more of a relationship with Rick Devens. And I love Rick Devens too. I would have loved to have seen a final two and go, those two go head to head. I would have loved to have seen that to see how it came out. But most of the people I know were upset. They were saying, well, Chris was on extinction Island for so long. He was able to form all these bonds and that's why he won. And I'm thinking, "Eh, I don't know. I, I think it, I, I think it was just that, you know, we we really didn't get to see a lot of that island. So I, I think if they're gonna do this again, they really need to make a bigger effort in showing us what goes on there. I mean, it, it had to have been pure boredom.
3: Mhm. Yeah. If
2: you're not if you're not getting together for a challenge or an or a tribal council, you must have been bored out of your mind over there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Helen, are you are you a fan of idols, of all the different idols that are brought in when one's played, and another one's brought in? How do you feel about the idol play?
2: Um, I'm a fan of the idols, but I think there were way too many this last time. Right. I, I remember the very first time an idol was ever introduced into the game and Jan had called me. That night, and she said, "She goes, oh, I know if you'd have won an idol, you never would have told anyone." And i was like, "Yeah, you know, you're, you're right on that one. I would have had that thing like uh, buried somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'd never, I never, I, I just, I'm always amazed when people let on that they have one because I would, I would have gone to my grave with that thing." And, and it was funny because she—that's how well you get to know people in you know the 39 days that you're out there she called me up and she she told me she said I, you never would have told anybody i know you wouldn't and i said well, you're 100 percent right so yeah so i i don't know sometimes i i'm i think it's i think it's i don't like whenever i i get the sense that production is meddling in the game mm-hmm. and that's what i feel about too many idols but hey you know You should be out looking for them if you you even have a, 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 if there's even a a glimmer of hope that there's an idol, why wouldn't you be out combing the woods for it?
1: Well, Helen, since we're talking about idols, you know, season 39 is going to be named Island of the Idols. Yeah. And we've got two biggest Island Idols. We've got Boston Rob and Sandra, larger, larger, huge life, huge idol size. What do you think about that? <laughs> uh, Come on! Don't hold back. Do not hold back, right, Rob? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh,
0: well, well, I mean, uh, I don't uh, think uh, Helen can.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, here it, it is. Both it, bro, barrels. I, I really, I really don't think that. I, I'm afraid they've jumped the shark. I hope. I hope to God <laughs> I'm wrong because Survivor is my all-time favorite show. Like I said, I've never missed. I've never missed one episode. Not one minute of one episode. I don't like the thought of once again bringing back Rob and Sandra. I would much rather see a season where it's all of the winners competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a season where maybe it's a you know mother daughter father son teams. You know, bringing back the one of the the sons with their mother that hasn't played or a daughter with her father that has played. Right. and Blood versus you know water. I mean? Right. What well, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, 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 don't like the way this is, is Rob and Sandra are not going to be playing. They're going to be sitting on an idol where they're dishing out advice mm-hmm. and you have to earn your way to get the advice. Now the three of us have played. Mm hmm. You know darn well what works on your season doesn't necessarily mean it works on the next season. The beauty of Survivor is its different personalities and how they mix or don't mix. It's, a, it's an actually, quite frankly, I think this game must have been devised by some kind of psychiatrist that's sitting back and watching these people and and moving his chess pieces in the game, knowing if I put this person with that person, there's going to be fireworks. You know, uh, I, I just don't, I don't know that there's anything that I could ask Rob or Sandra hey. that would necessarily advance me in my game. Well, so exactly I hope I'm wrong. Oh
1: you're a totally different player than either one of them, just like Rob is. And right. to give, for them to give you advice, you're going to be like, and, and you know all these players that are out there, are, I'm sure, very strong-willed, determined, A-type personality. Right. And they might not be that receptive to have an... Inf- they might be like, wait a minute. Do I actually need this guidance here? I don't know. Well,
0: I, I think some of these players uh, c- could use some advice. Maybe maybe not you, Helen, but I think Boston Rob would have told uh, Ann, hey, don't assume a merge, okay? <laughs>
2: um, I, yeah, don't I mean... Rich, Richard Hatch might have told you, Rob, hey, to get further, take off all your clothes and walk around
0: naked. <laughs> wow, well, uh, yeah. what makes you think he hasn't told me that?
2: Yeah, well, he probably. Yeah, I know Richard. I probably, you know, but uh, but I mean, you know, I I don't know. I I don't. I think it. I think, especially with Sandra, Sandra's <laughs> game has always been: as long as it's not my name you're writing down, I don't care who you're writing down.
0: Right, I, yeah. It, with Sandra, it, it's sort of like you know, uh, you know, uh, talk to a bird and then uh, teach me how to fly. Just because right. uh, Sandra tells you what to do doesn't mean you can do it. Like Sandra,
2: exactly, exactly, exactly. So I, I don't know what the thinking was on this. I, I'm, I'm just, I, like I said, I really, I love the game. So I'm, I'm really hoping that when I watch the coming season, that I'm. Going to be sitting back going, oh, okay, this did work. I like this, but because I'm really for the first time ever. I'm looking at it, going. Eh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: You know, I've heard that from a lot of the alumni. I feel like when they when that picture came out of the giant Rob and Sandra head, yeah. That, yeah. that's that's been most of most of what I've heard from the uh, the alumni, uh, yeah. T bird. Uh, that uh, you, you feel like that uh, the Boston Rob head and the Sandra head is too much too right.
1: Well. Um, I just think I just have to think this way. When I played and I am sure you guys feel the same way, I thought when I went out there, oh, I got this. I got this. I know exactly what's gonna take to win. So to have two people out there that are supposed to kind of tell me how to play or how to, to coach me, I would think as somebody that's waited, you know, all these years to play or whatever it's takes for them taken for them to get out there, I think it's gonna kinda take away from them. Yeah, And and that might be a little disappointing to these players, like I said, that have waited however many times they've applied or tried to get out there. And all of a sudden, their big hurrah's taken away by these two idols. Yeah, classic players. I just think it's kind of a little bit of a slap in the face to these other players, to all the new players that are going to play. Yeah, That's
0: I understand that, view. but you know that you know uh, Rob might give somebody the advice, and then uh, we might see the person come back and say, "Listen, I, I got this. I don't need your uh, your advice." And uh, maybe you know, uh, there's a lot of different ways that it, it can play out. So uh, let's right. let, that would be
2: that would be interesting to see, yeah. hey. see to see what them you, sit there with a What do you think
0: you know? You think you're better than me? Yeah.
2: You're at at the foot of the master and you're getting all this advice. And then, you know, you you go back to camp and, and they have one of those confessionals and the guy goes, "Eh, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm not going to be able to do that out here because. (laughs) Who's this guy? Yeah. Who's he? think he is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I have some questions from the listeners of the podcast that I would love to uh, bring in. And the listeners of the podcast, uh, all very excited that you were going to be on with us. Um, this is from uh, Matt Lefton who wants to know uh, what did you do to bounce back after being the only person to vote incorrectly on the John Raymond vote. Uh what did you do to get back on the good graces of Clay? You cast your vote for Clay. You said you always wanted to vote for right. Clay. Uh right. everybody else voted John off. How, how did you come back from that?
2: Uh by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. That was that was not uh, that was a shock to me. Um, obviously i was not in on that vote so that was a that was a, a real wake up call i was scared to death i would be the next person voted off the only thing that saved me i mean i just you know i just worked harder around camp i tried making sure that i was that i was talking to each person because i i thought ooh this is this is odd that i was that i was left out i thought i was getting along with people and so the o- really the only thing that saved me was Tanya. She was so sick, so sick that she asked us to vote her out. Yes. So that that was a sympathy vote which bought me 3 more days. And then by that time Gondia had caused all that problem. Mm-hmm. So so gandia was the vote so really it, i i don't know that i would have been able to dig my way out of that had those two things not happened can
0: i ask about john raymond because it seems like that in that first episode that the thing that he does wrong you guys all go to that water hole and he like finds a a swamp and right. says uh hey guys i found the water and everybody's gets is like oh no this is terrible he's like i got gotcha I got you. Yeah, I got you. And everybody seemed really annoyed that he made a joke like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's that was what was amazing to me was it was just a joke, (laughs) and it was a two second joke. You know, it was uh, first of all, John's John's Luckman. This was back in the days when you you got to bring your luxury item, right? You know, okay, so John's was a big, huge American flag. Yeah. That I that I thought clearly could have been used for added shelter, which, you know, was always needed. Um, and we didn't even get to have him around long enough to, to, to be able to use that. Um, John's a pastor. My guess is that that didn't sit well with some people. Mm-hmm. Not that John was overt about it. John didn't insist on all of us holding hands and singing kumbaya around the fire. But sometimes some people aren't comfortable. This wasn't just a guy who was religious. This guy is a pastor of a church. Yeah. So that can be intimidating. And I've got to say that is the only reason that I can think of that they decided to get rid of him first. But clearly this was a decision met by, you know, six of the eight people on that tribe that I was not included with. He's a a great guy, nice guy.
1: And, Helen, it's interesting what you just said, how one little thing can buy you another three days to change your game around as far as you're getting sick or whatever. And then you mentioned um, John's luxury item. Do they have luxury uh, items still now? Do y'all know?
2: I, I don't have that? I don't think you- so. Yeah, I don't
0: think think that they do. I think for a while that you brought one, but you weren't getting them and they would have them like as a reward. But I I would be surprised if they even bring them. We have to ask somebody that's on uh, one of the newer seasons if they uh, know anything about that. Uh, I got a question from David Healy, who says, "Uh, which song is better? Uh, The the sun will come out tomorrow or are you lonesome tonight? Should we have a a singing (laughs) contest?
2: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um every every night when you know there's nothing to do out no there. i there's know just, you know, there's nothing to do and so you know you know the sun goes down at what six o'clock except 6 30 at but then night it comes out tomorrow yeah then it goes hi right <laughs> um, yes, I, I t-bird i don't know the words to that one i did know all of the words uh, um, to I, are you, I, are I know you lonesome I, I know i
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Right, well, yeah. yeah, but Helen, you much like T Bird are uh, are an incredible singer. I remember being blown away.
2: <laughs> well, and you got to know something else about me is I love to sing in the sum in the in the shower. I love to sing in church as part of the congregation, but I am terrified to sing in front of people. So Helen, come on, Helen, come on, give us something. Helen, you have oh, to. Oh no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I, I would have a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And when I would sing, I stood behind everybody, so because I told them, I said, okay, they're like, they're like, come on, we don't have nobody, nobody else could carry a tune in a bucket. So we needed some kind of entertainment, and so they decided that. You know, they're going to turn on Radio Helen and play the songs <laughs> of the night. And, you know, most of the songs I know are either church hymns, um, Star Spangled Banner, An America, and God Bless America. Or, you know, when you think about it, how many songs do you know all of the words to? There's not a lot if mm-hmm. you start to think about it. So, you know, I did, I did know if it, Ted hated Puff the Magic Dragon. Yes, but I knew those songs because I would sing those to my children when they were little, and so that was one of the songs I sang as well. And he used to hate that, and he had never heard that song. He asked me if I made it up.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm like,
2: well, I must be brilliant if I could make that up, all of the words, and they all perfectly rhymed, and you know. <laughs> and then I sang, I sang the. the there's there's also a, a fourth. Is a fourth or third verse of the Star Spangled Banner that I really like. And so I sang that, and Clay swore that I made that one up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, how and, would yeah, I make this so up? Helen, <laughs> so, Helen, let's just
1: pretend that you're singing to your beautiful granddaughter, Allison. <laughs> singing and like you're going to sing puff the magic racket. And by the way, does Allison have your luxury idol, your daughter's doll? Where is your luxury idol? Idol.
2: The, that that little that little okay. tiny doll is still it's still in this house somewhere i i have a feeling i know right where it is but i'd, I'd have to go look it's and that's not what i wanted to bring that's what i was basically told i could
3: bring mm-hmm.
2: they i think they wanted to cast me as mom yeah and i really i didn't oh, want any part of it I, I
1: was gonna ask you that did you get cast as the soccer mom because i don't know do you see her as a soccer mom rob
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, I think that, uh, Helen is the, the really, uh, tough mom. And I, I feel like that we don't always, uh, have that in terms of, uh, you know, a lot of times we have the mom gets to the final tribal council, like we saw in this past season, where, uh, yeah. she doesn't get any votes. Do you have any thoughts about the, uh, you know, the problems that the moms face on Survivor Helen?
2: Um, <laughs> You know, you choose to play the way you're going to play and it's, it's your, when it all comes down to it, I think it's very hard to play a character that is not you. And so, however you end up coming off on your season, unless you are somebody like, like a Johnny Fairplay that can completely become a different, a different person altogether, almost like a, you know, he's like Sybil with certain, you know, different personalities.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, my kids always describe me as uh, the mom on Malcolm in the Middle, which is, is not something I am particularly proud of. But uh, if you've ever watched Malcolm in the Middle, that's the one that they always, um, what, I can't even remember her name now, Jane something, I think. But, um, uh, but I was always the one, you know, I was a tough mom. I, I was a no-nonsense mom. In fact, on our, on our finale, when I was giving my jury speech my son and my daughter are sitting there in the audience and they're watching this on the big, you know, jumbotron and my, my son leaned over to my daughter and he goes, oh my God, oh my God, Brian's in real big trouble. Mm-hmm. He goes, Brian, Brian's going to be grounded because, he, you know, he knew that face. He knew that he, that was, that was me. And that was, you know, that was my, you're, you're in big trouble now if I lower my voice and talk to you, staring you right in the eye, um, I don't know, moms moms are moms, like dads are dads. I I, I don't know. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I I don't know how to answer that, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. Hey Helen, I've talked to some
1: of your uh, the, the players that played with you. So I just wanna do a quick little kind of a quick little game. I wanna see so three, of these, three of these three of these players that play with you describe you gave three adjectives to describe you. So I'm gonna tell you what they are and I want you to see if you can tell me who said this about you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This first person says you are persistent, passionate, and tough. Just throw it out there.
2: Hmm. Persistent, passionate, and tough. Tough. That's right. sound- a female. It was a, yeah, it was I, a female I, okay. that said it. Then that's either Tanya or Penny. Okay. That's, 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 right, that. that's exactly Ooh, right. That's exactly right. That's Tanya. said T- that. Wow. Okay, the next
1: one.
0: Teeburn did, did a lot of research says, for this, Helen. <laughs> right.
1: This is kind of so scary. Helen, Helen, <laughs> the next one said you were strong-willed, determined, and observant. Jan. Exactly. Oh, right. really? the See these really? trivia oh,
0: questions, goodness. Helen. Oh, You're so goodness. good at them. All
1: right. Oh my goodness! All right. Last wow. one, last one, Helen. This particular person said you were anxious, sweet, and confused. Huh? All right. It, it was by a male.
2: Okay, then I'm I'm guessing Ted anxious. or Brian. Anxious. Wait and confused. Confused? That's the one that's throwing me.
0: You see? You're confused.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So who, did you, who are you How are
0: You weren't three? confused until you heard this question.
2: Well, I, the, the, yeah, the confused one is that's... The, the anxious... I can see... I can see Ted or Clay saying that. I can also see Brian saying that. So...
1: And the way he described the anxious, he meant,
2: hurry, 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 go. We got to go. We got to go. You know, like,
1: hurry, 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 get it going, get it done, get it done. Oh, well, and that's then Clay. That's got to be Clay. That's got to be Clay.
0: Yeah, that was my guess, too.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. and, and so when I asked him what confused meant, he meant confused because you would you would not listen to him about Brian. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what Brian was, was. He said, so that's where he came up with the confused. But let me just tell you right now. He said, I love her to death. So yes. I'm supposed to tell you that he loves you and that you're supposed to kiss the cook. So he ah. is crazy about it. Yes.
0: <laughs> People want to know, do you have any more recipes, Helen?
2: Ah. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, always, I've always got a, I, I've got reams and reams of recipes. Ream
0: like <laughs> uh, the lady from the Edge of Extinction? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Dude, these recipes better not be lame. <laughs> <laughs> That's an odd name, isn't hey, it? No, I've never heard that name. Yeah. Do you remember what
1: recipe you talked about the whole time? The one recipe that you mentioned over and over again that they could practically taste it, but they couldn't have it.
2: Well, there was one okay. that I that I talked about that had uh, it was a cashew square recipe that I must have just made before I went out there because I, I don't really make it that often now. It's out. It was a New York Times some uh, Sunday paper recipe. And it was great to put in school lunch boxes. And somebody had actually one time when I was at a survivor charity event, somebody came up and asked me to give them the recipe. Like I like I carry it in my back pocket. And I thought, oh, did I did I did I talk about it that much? I don't know.
1: So Helen, Helen, would would that have been the chocolate caramel
2: brownie? Oh, oh no, oh go okay, okay. That's oh that's gosh, she's I haven't even made that one in a while either because mm-hmm. I, I I tend not to make them because I eat them. Yeah. And I've You know, don't want a steady diet of them, but Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the chocolate caramel brown, yeah, those are good. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. I I do I do have to I do have to put one one more note in about Clay. That is that's the the real the real wonder of this game is I went out there with people that I never would have ever known in in my daily life. Clay, I'm telling you, he the man irritated me to no end. From the minute we landed until the minute we left that he <laughs> just drove me out of my mind and he and I are the exact same age. It just he dro- there was just something about he and I we rubbed each other the wrong way. The minute that game was over, and I got to know Clay out of the game and got to know his family. His wife is absolutely adorable. I've done a lot of charity events with Clay. He is just the nicest man. And mm-hmm. I just I just adore him. He is a he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. But in the in the situation of Survivor, he and I he and I just oh boy, we did not get along. So yeah, it's a it's an entirely different relationship now. He's a great guy.
0: Helen, how many people do you still keep up with from Survivor Thailand?
2: Uh Sheanne, Penny, Aaron on occasion, Tanya, John, Brian. Ted.
0: Wow. So, so a lot of people.
2: Jed. Jed. Wow. Um. Yeah. I. I usually was. I was a lot more in touch with Jake, but he and I just for I don't know. Just we're we're not as much in touch anymore. But but yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's great.
2: And Jay and obviously Jan, Jan and Clay. I, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned them too, but yeah, everybody, everybody on my. Tribe except Gondia, although I I am Facebook friends with Gondia, so she and I, you know, we know where each other is, and, we're, and we and we talk, but and not on anniversaries. A, not on yeah,
0: <laughs> she
2: keeps yeah, track yeah. of that. Which anniversary?
0: Yeah, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> both of them. Te- <laughs> hey Helen,
2: are you on Twitter? Um, I have a Twitter account, but I don't think I've ever used it. Okay, I I did well, when I was on the radio, that. but but my you producer did it, that. so I I'll have to figure it <laughs> out
1: you got to figure out, activate it, because I know everybody's going to want this chocolate caramel brownie recipe. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and some of your other recipes, because I can tell you that that was the big thing they said about you, that you're an amazing cook. You did all <laughs> the cooking out there, and that you talked about recipes the whole time. So I'm sure we would love to see some of your favorite
2: recipes. You know, that's a phenomena of starvation, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a phenomena of starvation that you either do the what's better Chick-fil-A or Big Mac and you go through that whole thing or you talk recipes. I mean, there's, there's actually a book that was written by the women of Auschwitz that are very detailed recipes down to whether or not it's a half teaspoon of salt or a quarter teaspoon of salt. And they would do that. They would talk recipes amidst their starvation so that's yeah that's not just me
0: <laughs> well so. helen thank you for coming on and uh, and talking with us uh tiber was there was there any other questions that you had for helen
1: no i just want to say helen it, you know you played at age 47 made it four out of 16 lasted 37 days you are completely totally true classic, old school with your strength, your strong will, your determined, your athletic, and you still now at age 64 are in absolutely fantastic shape. I hope we get the opportunity to see you out there again.
2: Oh, that would be that would be a dream come true if it happens. So I would love to see both of right. you play again, too. Oh, Helen. I were that, play weren't to we, wrong. we, Yes. Were
0: well, the three best singers that Survivor has ever seen.
1: <laughs> well, I hey, have, Y'all want to go I out have, with a song? <laughs> Helen, let's go out with a song. Wait, hold on, <laughs>
0: hold on, t <deeper>, hold on. <laughs> uh, no, uh, No. No. Uh, <laughs> <but, laughs> uh helen i have uh re-watched thailand a, a couple years back and uh you uh it's uh you still are uh phenomenal in the season that the reunion <laughs> show you're you're great uh that you had your uh, one word answers uh really brought down the the house at that reunion show so uh great do you remember what was the question that jeff asked you that got the really big laugh
2: I think he asked me if I had it to do over again. Would I vote for Clay? And I said no. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I, I, I think. I, I you know, I, you know, I've never watched my season. Oh. Yeah. Would you ever my, my, do that? My grandkids are watching it now. How so? How old does that make me feel? You know, they're mm-hmm. they're watching it, but uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe one, maybe one uh, winter day when we have a snowstorm and we're locked in, maybe I'll, maybe I'll binge watch yeah, it.
0: Yeah, reminisce about that 120 degree cave. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: think that's unusual. I've never watched my season back either. Have oh, Ron, really? did you watch-
2: I have seen it. Yes. Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting. T-Bird. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not that I don't want to, it's just, I I'm starting busy. It's like, I need 36 hours in every 24 hour day, but mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, I gotta tell you guys, I've, I've really loved reminiscing with you and, and talking about, uh, I thought we were gonna talk more about about this past season. I didn't know we were going to talk about me and yeah, my season. Well, yeah, we wanted to, you. to hear
0: about it. But, uh, hell, I have to say I was really impressed with uh, your uh, knowledge about the current season because, uh, you know, not everybody keeps up with the show. So uh, I thought that uh, you really uh, knocked it out of the park. And if you ever want to come back when the next season is on, uh, people would love to hear from you again
2: oh absolutely I, I I am I am an aficionado of survivor i I like I said i've I've been I've been different places in the world when the show is on and you cannot believe the measures I've gone through to get that show and watch it I, I don't I don't store them up and watch them when I get back I watch them then wow so i I had to borrow a TV in Puerto Rico I had to I had to have the hotel get me a, a, a tape because I was traveling one time, going to Hawaii over, this was when it was still on Thursday night. I had them, I had them tape it for me. This was before you could do, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever you can do now, you know, instant playback and all that. But I had them tape it for me, get me a VCR or whatever and put in my room so I could watch it at midnight. Oh yeah. I've, I don't miss Survivor. I don't miss at, You know, I I don't miss an episode.
0: Okay. All right. Helen, is, is there anything that you want to tell people to check out that are listening to this?
2: Uh, no, not that I can
0: think. (laughs) Oh, well, just in case, just in case there was. All right. But Helen, thank you again uh, so much for coming on with us. uh, Oh, thank you. So nice to get to hear your voice again.
2: Thank you for the opportunity. It's been, it's been great fun from two of, uh, two of my favorite players. That's been, it's been fun.
0: Helen, thank you. Thanks again. Thank you
2: so much, Helen. Oh, thanks, T-Bird. Thanks, Rob. Thanks so much. Okay. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye.
0: All right, T Bird. There you have it, Helen Glover.
1: That was so much fun.
0: That was fun.
1: Come so to her and hear the inside stuff that you think you know, but you don't know. So yeah, yeah
0: that was T Bird. I didn't know you did so much research before this podcast.
1: Well, but, but Rob, is that don't you want me to do that?
0: No, that I mean, was great. I just, I didn't know. You didn't tell me. No, I know. I
1: wanted to surprise you.
0: you I'm surprised. I wanted to surprise
1: you. And then I thought, you know, I was wondering if there was anything off limits.
0: Uh, Yeah, we got a lot of of, uh, stories from Survivor Thailand. And it's a season that is uh, kind of forgotten. And so, uh, you know, great to hear from Helen.
1: Well, you know, too, that Helen was saying that she would love to play again. I know, I pretty much say that I don't know that there are many of us that don't want to play again. But to hear when she says that, she's still so passionate about it and obviously staying in amazing shape. And I, I would think if she went out there again, you know, 17 years later, I think she could do equally as well, if not better. And, and what she finished, she was finished like three Fourth,
0: fourth place.
1: From the, fourth, fourth from the, i sorry, fourth place. So that's, that's pretty strong for 17 years later.
0: Yeah. All right, T-Bird. So you're going to get back to the list, right?
1: Yes, are we still, are you still recording this? Because this is funny, I was going to say this. Yeah, yeah this, uh, uh,
0: what, what do we think? We stopped recording in the middle?
1: No, I didn't know if you stopped. Okay, so I got a couple of things. So before our before our podcast today, this yeah. is one of the, I guess I'm just develop, developing this, this thing now that we're doing it. I have to do my little workout. I have to get my run out to get some of my energy out so I'm not talking over you or talking mm-hmm. over our guests. And then I have everything prepared here, right here for my podcast. I have my podcast bell, my podcast eight ball, and my podcast popcorn right here. And my-
3: Careful
0: with that popcorn, T-Bird.
1: And, no, the, I figured you'd give me second chance for the popcorn. Yeah. And my, but my huge thing of water is Gl- right here. Yeah, Glenn's and not then, around
0: to bring you a drink.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's not here right now. That's right. <laughs> and then I also I also wanted to mention that I forgot um, your RHAP patrons. Since, since you and I talked last, I forgot to mention one of your patrons that I met that yes. was crazy about you. It's Jeff Valdez. I wanted to mention him. I met him and Lauren Allred, who are your patrons, um, at an event with Davey and Wendell and Cherie. So I wanted to mention him because I know he's a huge, huge popca- uh, huge fan of yours.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: also, also, I've been talking to Alex Rubino.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: He <is> the coolest <laughs> He is the coolest kid, so he's getting ready to take a flight. Um, to, Australia. to Australia.
0: Yeah, he has a layover so in Los I, Angeles. I'm going to have dinner with him tonight.
1: I know. So I told him, I told him, don't tell him I told you this. I said, Alex, you give him a huge big hug and kiss from T-Berg. <laughs> give that to him for me. He said, well, I might do the hug, but I don't know about kiss. But anyway, so he was talking to me about stuff that he needed to take on his trip. So I wanted to ask you. I yeah, told he's going I to thought,
0: Australia, and he was reaching out to you to pick your brain as a, uh, as a veteran of many flights.
1: Yeah, right. So, this, so I told him that he needed a dot kit. Okay, I said, basically, just take a dot kit. So, you know, you got your toothpaste, toothbrush, your deodorant, just right there with you. Don't check that. So you've got a little bag and stuff like that. So I wanted to ask you. I'm going to ask the listeners, too, because this is something I just learned yesterday. Do not, hey, do not Google anything right now, Rob. Okay. How do you spell, how do you spell dot kit?
0: I don't even know what you're saying. A dot, a dot kit, like D-O-T-K-I-T?
1: You have never heard of a man's dot kit?
0: Like a dot kit, like D-O-C-K-E-T, like a dot, like a...
1: Is that a southern thing? It's like a like you would say a toiletry bag, but a man's dot kit is what I thought everybody knew that. But anyway, my husband corrected me. It's a it's a dop d o p p kit. But you don't even know what that no, I don't is. No, I
0: never even heard of that before.
1: You, you know, we, the last podcast we did, we did something that you had never heard of either. And I'm like, how can <laughs> you have not <laughs> heard of? Teabert, dop- every
0: podcast we do it is something that I never heard of before.
1: All right. You know what? It was the worm bed.
0: Yeah, worm so bed, right. About... Dop kit and worm bed. Uh, two things I'm unfamiliar right. with.
1: So anyway, the worm bed. Okay, we know about that. So now the dock kit. I'm curious for your listeners, before they Google it, if they know how to spell dock kit, because I thought it was D-O-C, but it's not. It's D O P C <laughs> but that's enough of that. So you don't even know what I'm talking about. So okay, anyway, th- this should be a okay, segment. Curious, uh, uh, <laughs> Rob, yes. Listeners. You gave me a list, a short list of people you wanted me to get in touch with.
0: Yes. And
1: I, and I just noticed this the other day. Do you realize that of this list, how, I'm going to let you guess. How many of these are women and how many of these are men that you gave me?
0: Um, half and so half. Look at our list. Half and half.
1: No. You gave me nine women and th- only three men.
0: Don't tell my wife.
1: I know that. I, I just love them. I'm just like, i like, wait a minute. These are all women except for these three men. Okay. But you know, you can always add onto the list because, you know, some of these people might be, you know, unavailable for a while.
3: Right.
0: The- <laughs> right. Right. So there's people that are on your list that you can't get a hold of that are that are unresponsive right now. It's weird
1: something like that that's
0: wait, weird wait. okay <laughs> all right we'll yeah. leave a message uh if you call all right t-bird uh thank you so much Yeah, well, we have to come up with a name for what this segment is where you teach me something new at the end of talking with t-bird okay
1: yeah what would be well, that is a great idea what should it be
0: i don't know well maybe uh we'll have to come up with maybe the listeners can tell us on twitter yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. All right. T-Bird, uh, thank you again. Of course, uh, you can follow the uh, great T-Bird Cooper uh, on social media. What is it? It's, it's just at T-Bird Cooper? That's it.
1: At T-Bird Cooper. That's
0: at it. Keeper? <laughs> T-Bird
1: Cooper. Oh, okay. I'm at T-Bird Cooper.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, same thing on Instagram? Yep. That's okay. T-Bird
1: Cooper.
0: All right. There you go. Uh, of course, uh, thanks so much to the patrons of Rob as a Podcast who make all of this podcasting possible. To find out more about everything that we're doing on Rob as a Podcast and behind the scenes, you can head on over to robhasawebsitecom slash patron to find out more about how to become involved with our Rob is a Podcast patron community at robhasawebsitecom slash patron. T-Bird, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.